Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. As I imagine most of you know, Audible.com is a leading provider of audiobooks, uh, but you may not know that they have a lot of other, other content as well, um, podcasts, Audible originals, all sorts of stuff. Uh, so um, you should check it out if you haven't already by uh, taking this free trial that we're offering you at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Over the years, Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast has continued to enjoy inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to for sales, business, leadership, uh, you name it when it comes to business. And it's really because of the guests who I have been fortunate enough to speak with over the years. Uh, these are folks who have expertise in a particular area of business, and they join me and we have a conversation where they share that expertise with all of you. Today is no different. My guest today is Ruth Klein. Ruth is a brand strategist and productivity coach for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and sales teams. She's also the author of the upcoming book, Generation Why Not? Seven Principles to a Purposeful Business and Life Driven by Attitude, Not age. Thanks so much for joining me today, Ruth. Absolutely. It's been great to be here. Well, I'm thrilled to have you here. We're going to be talking about uh, generations in, in the workplace, which is a lot of people's favorite subject. <laughs> uh, and I, I, we're just going to, you know, jump right in. I am curious what you think uh, is like the number one reason there's conflict intergenerationally in business. That's a great question. Um, I think the number one reason that there's intergenerational conflict in business is because we have each age group, if you will, has certain perceptions centered around um, people that are different than them. And it's, it's as though we're looking, our perceptions are looking through a tunnel. And we may have, we may have um, a situation where a millennial is the managing uh, director of a baby boomer. And immediately the baby boomer may go to the place of, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why is someone so much younger than I doesn't have my experience and they are now telling me what to do? What is that? And this this child this person could be could be my my child, and that's kind of how they look at it. And the millennial many times looks at the baby boomer as though that 
person, male or female, could be a parent. And the, the, the sandwich group is that Generation X, and they're, you know, they're not pleased with, with either one. And so, so then you get, you get these terms, these judgments thrown against the wall where you hear millennials are, um, you know, ju they just don't listen and, um, and they're all in it just for themselves. And, and it's just the baby boomers, you know, they're not with, they're not just with the times, the technology, they don't know how to do technology. And you get all these comments that are really, they're really not based on observation so much as general judgments. And instead of, instead of opening our eyes and being able to see each person as a person versus a category, we, we will continue to respond to the category versus the person. Okay, that is, that's really interesting. And then it feels like we do not only them, but ourselves a disservice because we miss out on building that relationship with them based on who they are, not the generation that they're in. Exactly. That's exactly right. So that's exactly right. So what happens is anytime you look through a tunnel of judgment, you're not listening anymore. Or you're looking, you're listening only for those words or ideas that reinforce your tunnel vision. Yeah. So the idea of, of this generational divisiveness, if you will, is I'm proposing that we get rid of the old categories of generations by age and rather we look at people as people and look through a different perceptual lens where we can see people, their hearts and their brains and their innovations and their creativity and their attitude. And this is the generation that I've coined generation, why not? And this is a generation, it doesn't matter what the age is, it's about attitude. And you know, it's interesting, Diane, I've interviewed so many different people to reinforce this hypothesis where I knew it was about attitude and not age because I have always, and so many of us have, some of my best friends are millennials and I'm a baby boomer and also generation Xers and vice versa. And so why, why is that? And so after interviewing so many people, from multi-million dollar unicorn millennial startups to severely autistic young men to the real Jerry Maguire, who is Lee Steinberg, um, and, and many, many others to an 84-year-old um, retired man who wrote four books in as many years and at 84 is excited to be promoting and marketing his new book. What is that? Yeah. It's a different generation. It's based on attitude. It's about, it's about putting on a new perceptual lens because here's the deal. Here's the, here's the bottom line. The bottom line is as we open up our perceptual lens and we start to see people as people, which means we are listening more, which means that we are open to their ideas, we're going to be able to solve some of the world's most damaging 
uh, health concerns, economic concerns, um, economic divide. We can do this. We need to be able to be innovative and creative and open to possibility. That's the only way that this is going to happen. And when you speak to people that are creative, they just go off the charts with, well, that's possible. Yeah, that's possible. That's possible. And that's where most of the inventions have happened in that space of being open, being open, the attitude of being open to things that you read, people that say something. And so can you imagine bringing that perceptual lens into corporate America, into businesses, large and small? Very, very powerful. Absolutely. I'm going to take a quick sponsor break and then I have some more questions for you. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have thousands of titles to choose from, as well as podcasts, Audible originals, guided meditations, and more. One of my favorite audiobooks is Everyone Deserves a Great Manager by Scott Miller. For me, I love being able to listen to it anywhere and across my devices without losing my place. And I think you will too. So visit audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth to explore the variety of audiobooks and programs for yourself. So talk to me some about what employees really are craving in the workplace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what we need to focus on. Yeah. That's what we need to focus on. So for example, um, it's, you know, this old uh, unfortunate judgment that millennials are entitled. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, I don't even know what that means exactly. But uh, I know Generation X that are entitled. I know baby boomers that feel entitled. Yeah, me too. And it, I mean, it, it runs, it runs mm -hmm. its gamut. And I know some millennials, uh, many millennials are getting a bad rap. They're just getting a bad rap. And uh, baby boomers are getting a bad rap. And Generation Xers are getting a bad rap. So going back to your, to your uh, excellent question, before we go there, I want to make comment to something I think is very valuable. And I think the biggest clash, I believe, and I've observed, and, and uh, I work a lot with, with corporate America and businesses and things of that sort of different sizes. And what has come up, the biggest clashes seem to be between the millennials and the baby boomers. And it's very interesting because you have basically the age differential, if you will, between a parent and a child. Yeah. And very commonly, that child and parent who are the most similar have end up butting the biggest, uh, have their heads just in, huh. in, you know, in a situation where they're just not listening to one another. And yet, here's the interesting piece I want to just kind of share as a little bit of the groundwork. As a baby boomer, we were the ones that were, we were the ones that, you know, started this whole movement of yeah. love and um, corporate America, be more, be fairer with everyone. We were the ones that started with the, with health and flowers and being kind to the environment. 
we're the ones that have so many of the same values and the way we see the world as millennials do today. Yeah. And so can we go back to those times? Can we be compassionate and share and well, at least understand, at least understand where they're coming from? Because with understanding comes clarity. With clarity comes the freedom to move forward and have a conversation. Well, and it's, so, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. It's just, it's so funny because I, I love millennials and I uh, feel I totally get this. And what I usually say to people is we're the ones who raised them this way. <laughs> so if we're going to be upset with anybody, I think we need to be upset with ourselves because we did this. We created these humans. Well, you know that there's a, there's a lot of truth to that. There is a lot of truth to that. And yet um, that's a slippery slope because I, you know, that, that is true, but it's a slippery slope because at some point everyone needs to be able to let go of parental um, upbringing if it's not, if their life is not where they want it to be, and be right? And be yeah. able to say, you know what? I learned X, Y, Z uh, at home, but that's not serving me today. Yeah. And so I, I must update my thoughts and my beliefs about myself and others. And now we're talking about some juicy, juicy information because what many times limits us in the workforce and moving forward on our projects and in our business are limiting beliefs which we created when we were in our basically between the ages of two and eight and someone close to us said something and they may not even have meant it, but our little, our little brains, cognitive brains, were not advanced as an adult yet. So can you imagine making a pivotal decision about yourself at age four or making a pivotal decision about yourself at age eight hmm. and then living your life with that belief about yourself? not smart enough, not good enough, not loved, not seen, not accepted. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And so this is a treasure trove. This is a gift. It's a gift to understand and be compassionate with those limiting beliefs. And because those limiting beliefs and thoughts were mostly created and uh, between the ages of two and eight, and then they were reinforced, but they were selectively reinforced. So we had made that dis pivotal decision about ourselves and how we see ourselves. And then if someone said, well, that's a stupid idea, we immediately with our little cognitive brain of nine or 10 or 12 even, see, I'm stupid. Hmm. And so we get the opportunity to, it doesn't, in so many ways, it's not the circumstances in which we live or lived, it's our, it's our attitude today and the lens from which we see the world and ourselves. Because here's the beautiful thing, Diane, I love this, our 
outer reality is a reflection of our inner reality. Okay. So are you saying that we see the world through the lens of what we believe about ourselves? Absolutely. Oh, that's interesting. Absolutely. And then also those judgments about ourselves and those judgments uh, against millennials and those mm -hmm. judgments against uh, baby boomers and the judgments against Generation X and the judgments and the judgments. I mean, we could go on with that all day long. Hmm. That's really interesting. So, so is this why companies have a hard time motivating millennials yes. and Gen Xers? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Huh. And the baby boomers, you know, they come, they have a different work ethic just yes. because of their experience. But here's, yeah. here's the deal. So many um, uh, people will say, well, you know, uh, the millennials and Generation X, they just require so much attention at work. Well, let me share something with you. They may be a perfectionist. And perfectionists require a lot of extra attention no matter what their age is they want to make sure that they're getting it right and they feel that the only way they can make sure that they're getting their work done properly and not um, going to suffer from that is by getting comments from their supervisors or managers very often but here's the most important thing we learn, we learn how to do things by positive reinforcement. We learn to be acknowledged by attention. And so if those are basic human qualities, then doesn't it make sense that we let go of this judgment against millennials, they need so much attention and rather we create in our management we create touch points where we come and we have touch points with the whole um, workforce right. and we acknowledge we acknowledge what they're doing and at that moment of acknowledgement if they have a question they will ask it which will alleviate a lot of um, errors when we can acknowledge what they're doing at that time, then we can find potential errors and we can nip it in the bud right then and there. Yeah. And so we're, we're on the same track. Instead of management being on this track, millennials are on that track, which just requires so much, so much. <laughs> and then, you know, we've, then we've got that generation X track and then we have the baby boomer track you know, just thinking about it makes me dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> right? You and everyone. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's a it's a it's a it's a human track of acknowledgement, of listening, and being a true leader in giving guidance and letting and letting people know that they're on the right track before the track, before that train goes off even there slightly by having a consistent touch points we're able to check in consistently and 
the workers know that and management knows that instead of checking in when there's an there's a problem or right. an issue yeah right and that becomes demotivating for all ages mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you add the added insult of the present perception where the millennials will start to think that it's their the baby boomers being parental right and yeah. right and, and the parent will think oh they're being disrespectful mm -hmm. so that that parent child That's comes in and even generation x uh you know generation x today they're um in their in their 40s and early 50s and um and they yeah. still have a, a relationship with baby boomers the older baby boomers where it's a, a parental child situation too sometimes it's very difficult for a parent to see their their 42 year old as an adult adult because they're just our little kid right you know right. we're proud of them and we yeah. acknowledge them but but you know and so when they they come back as a as a, a worker might we think oh that's so disrespectful yeah that's fascinating i i never would have made that that connection to that but boy it makes so much sense mm -hmm. huh. yeah. and and so business needs to be able to to develop and be able to see through a new perceptual lens and that new perceptual lens, um, I like to call it the integration of, um, of Jungian psychology, of synchronicity, of quantum physics. And, um, and, and I've labeled this, I, I call this now quantum synchronicity. Wow. And we all, right. And we often hear the word quantum and we think, oh, a quantum leap is a big leap, but that's not accurate. Quantum is the smallest denomination. And so what's required? Small changes along the way. Mm. Small steps to pick up momentum. The more small steps we take, the more momentum we create, the more productivity we have. I, I so like that. I mean, for a lot of reasons. One, because I think part of the reason why people don't necessarily make these sorts of changes is because they feel so big. But every big thing has a whole bunch of little steps attached to it. So I, I like that it feels less overwhelming um, yeah. to, to look at it that way. Yes. And, and it, you know, and that's the way we need to look at things. Mm -hmm. Whenever we think of change, one of the reasons so many people have a difficult time with change because they think it's going to be a huge difference. Yeah. You have to do a lot of different things. And, you know, that's one of the reasons that, that quite honestly keeps people from eating healthier or cooking healthy meals, or exercising, or losing weight. Oh, I have to do so many, I have to make so many changes, but no. You know, quantum physics has shown us that the smallest, the smallest movement impacts everything else. The smallest movement. And so if we can think of the dynamics of quantum physics, and we can think that breaking this down into small bits, and just build a little momentum because once you start the action, 
just by very nature of motion, you now have momentum. And when you have momentum, we all, we've all felt that, right? In that space of momentum, we feel we're getting something done. We get motivated. It, it self-inspires in, us. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. This is so um, fascinating. I, I really appreciate you spending the time with me. Will you share with the listeners, you know, how they can find you, how they can get their, your book? Sure, sure. Um, I just will share with you, you know, I was going to have a, a book launch called the Masquerade Ball. I've always wanted to have a big, big book launch. And this, this was the book because this, this book truly, the information in here and is, is the essence of what I do in the world. And then we had the virus. And, awesome. I, yeah. and I'll tell you, I was oh so excited. I, I didn't have my, my dress yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I was still excited. And, um, and then this came about the virus. And then all of a sudden, my mind switched to, well, Ruth, what about an online book launch? Mm. And Diane, that's exactly what I did. An online book launch. We had over 100 people. Oh, that's wonderful. On the, call. Uh, the ticket to the online book launch was just the purchase of the book. Um, and uh, then I did some training, some marketing training uh, as well. Um, and if anyone would like to, to have that online book launch, it tells the story, my story of, of writing this book and a lot of resistance that I had um, and why, even though my other six books, um, I only, it usually only takes me four and a half months, part, part time to write a book and I help people write books. But this book took me two years wow. and I explain that process and I go into some marketing and I go into some of my limiting beliefs and limiting thoughts and, uh, and how okay. I dealt with resistance. Um, so if your listeners would like that, uh, just have them, they can email me at rkline at ruthkline.com. Kline is K-L-E-I-N. Um, they can purchase a book at their local bookstore on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever they wherever they sell books, and um, and that's the best way to get a hold of me. And of course, my website is ruthkline.com. Fabulous. And I'd love for people to connect with me on Instagram for whatever reason. I love Instagram. <laughs> I can follow it. So I can follow Instagram. I love uh -huh. it. It's very and, good. Uh, and so for those who want to connect with me on Instagram and say, hi, um, my handle is Ruth.Klein. And again, Klein is K-L-E-I-N. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, listeners. Thank you. And I would also like to thank our sponsor, audible.com. Uh, get your free trial, audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth is where you go to get that. And then you can explore not only the audiobooks, but the programs uh, that they have there and see what, uh, what you like. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. 
Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.